Hello, and welcome to the McYap and Fries Movie Podcast. I am Gavin. I'm Ian. That was Ian with his beer. And uh, we have two very special guests here today. Uh, we have Mr. Kingsley Judd, visiting from Perth, Australia. <laughs> Say something for the people, Mr. Mr. Judd. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and on my right, we have a very special visitor from Glasgow, Scotland. This is Mr. Charles Donnelly. Hello again. Hello. Again? Uh, again? Again, again, again. Have you been on the show before? Uh, no, it just feels like it. Uh, that's right. <laughs> well, uh, for those of you who are uh, interested in theatre, uh, these two gentlemen happen to be here to uh, restage a play called Someone Will Watch Over Me, which will be playing at Actors Studio Lot 10, um, opens February 8th for five shows. Yeah, we totally sold out. Yeah, we totally sold out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, they've come, they've come from a long way. So anyway, uh, for those of you who are uh, tuning in for the first time, uh, we are a movie chat show. <laughs> movie news and opinion. And that's reviews. right. I, I like to, that's how I like to coin it. I wish you, you had to think about that. Yeah, yeah. We have yeah, a bunch. Of, we have a bunch of news, and uh, after that, we'll be reviewing a couple of movies. I'll be reviewing uh, the Inbetweeners, and I'll be reviewing another English movie called Kill List. And uh, after that, seeing as this is a Chinese New Year special, we shall be discussing our favorite Chinese movies. Mm. That's going to be a corker. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I got to talk about this because it's freaking me out. Uh-huh. Look at these fucking Beavis and Butthead uh, pictures. Um, this guy, Kevin Kirkpatrick, uh, special—he's a special makeup artist, effects, uh, special makeup effects artist. Um, he created prosthetic models of Beavis and Butthead to see what they would look like in real life, and they're terrifying. They're fucking terrifying. Have you guys this, seen this? This is like a horror movie. You know, you can you can imagine these characters in a fucking horror movie. We'll put up a link. Yeah, I'll put up a link. We'll put up a link so you can take a look at this. But it's fucked up. The actual <laughs> you know, the butthead does look a bit like um, butthead Napoleon looks, Dynamite. Butthead looks like a rapist. They both look like crazy sex offender <laughs> rapists. <laughs> Beavis just had this and fu- fucking Beavis. Beavis just looks like he wants to rape someone. <laughs> it is incredibly terrifying. Oh god, but no, you should really take a look at this. It looks a bit like carrot top. <laughs> oh, 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 nightmare fuel. Oh wait, oh the braces. Oh man. Oh shit. Now he looks like um, Gary B- Jake Boosie. The thing is, is that now <laughs> the thing is now I want to see this movie. <laughs> you want to see them real? I want to see them real now. It can be done. Look at that. It's crazy. Holy shit. That's fantastic. (laughs) It's brilliant. Anyway, check that out. The thing is, this actually reminds me of someone. Actually, yeah, this actually reminds me of a voice talent I work with. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this guy looks a bit worse, but (laughs) it's pretty fucked up. (laughs) So yeah, check that out. Beavis and Butthead in real life. Just wait to do Family Guy. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Or Homer Simpson. I've always thought that David, uh, like our friend David, mm-hmm. his dad looks a little bit like Homer Simpson. But does, I've never seen his dad. <laughs> looks a little bit like Homer Simpson. Really? It's pretty funny. <laughs> Even down to the attire, he's got the same like white shirt. And black <laughs> <laughs> he's got a squiggle for hair, hasn't he? Yeah, he's got an amazing like uh, collection of seventies porn. Well, what was <laughs> okay? While we're talking about the images, which is absolutely fantastic radio, um, we should also talk about the, the first image was released from the new James Bond film, Skyfall. You'd never know it was a James Bond film. This, this is the worst like, marketing this move I've ever seen. The first picture of as Daniel Craig with his back to the camera, sitting at the swimming pool paddling. It looks, it looks like a Michael Phelps, bio, Phelps biopic, you know? 
What is what is what about this suggests James Bond? Where's Nothing. the chick? Where's the chick? This is the producer's pool, and you know he just went around for a few beers and said, "Do you mind if I do some laps?" This is Daniel Craig feeling guilty for all the dick he had to suck to get the, for the to get the franchise going again. That's how MGM got out of their financial troubles because mm-hmm. fucking Daniel Craig is a mouth like a Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that for a fact. <laughs> Allegedly, do not sue me. I heard yeah. it from someone from someone who works at a Hello. But it is a weird like again, this is the first picture from the new bond. It's like, what? Yeah, what is it advertising? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. And we'll we'll actually get up to something else later in, in news about it looks advertising. Like, it looks stuff. like an old ad for Draca Noir. No, old spice. <laughs> de- no, he, Daniel Craig is more of an old spice man. Look at him. Yeah, look at him. Imagine surfing. Especially, <laughs> no, he's more of a lynx dude. Look at those, those delts. Daniel, Daniel Craig, he's more of a lynx man. You he's a lynx man. He's a filthy bastard. <laughs> Don't look under the water. <laughs> because it's all so fucking hysterical. Uh, yeah. George Lucas calls it quits. Oh, stop reading my headlines ahead of time, Jesus! What? There's a sequence to this shit. Can we talk about that? Seeing as I already brought it up. What? George Lucas. Yeah. Okay. I'll talk about George Lucas. I just I put it in there for the quote. Did you hear about this? Oh, what quote? No, I'll tell you that. But basically, George Lucas just said, like, you know, after Red Tails, he's going to quit blockbusters. Now I'm hoping Red Tails fails so bad. <laughs> just because he said that, and he's like, because of course it's going to be a blockbuster, because I have a massive dickhead. <laughs> but um, he's going to move away from blockbuster films. And no, but the quote is pretty fucking pathetic. It's like he really does come across like a petulant child. But someone that, yeah, someone's asked him, he's like, you know, will that mean anymore? He said, Star Wars are pretty much done. Maybe I'll do a little bit more of Indiana Jones. You know, do another movie there. Oh, yeah. And someone asked him about, as for further Star Wars films, he said, Why would I make any more when everybody yells at you all the time and says what a terrible person you are? <laughs> oh, it's God. like, Yeah, redo them, make them better. <laughs> you are a terrible person. There was some article, I remember reading the heading where it was like, George Lucas retires, has now promised to dedicate all of his time to completely retooling the first three films. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the term to watch out there for is retooling. Yeah, he's yeah. A massive. No, tool. but poor bastard. You know, it's like he gets. He's like a child in the world. He, gets, he really gets punished for just like following his heart, so to speak. <laughs> But, heart, but, no, he has become, but if he follows his heart, that means that, like, based on those movies, the first three movies where he totally had his way and his heart was 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 singing through the film, <laughs> he's a horrible person. Yeah, his heart now sounds like uh, Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Oh, Andy. <laughs> has that guy ever worked it ever since then? That black dude, no, no, no. the guy, the character who played him with like in a capture suit and a hat. His like, name was Ahmed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like your name's Ahmed, and you're a bit, and you're known for playing Jar Jar. And like, and the behind the scenes thing, you ain't like, you're, you know, you're you're Career ain't going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Andy Circus must be like, whew, dodge that man. <laughs> he was probably up for the gig. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Although you must that is a, that is an interesting question to ask. If Andy Circus had played Jar Jar, would we have liked him? Nah. It is just. But he hadn't. He, he had. He, he had done the Lord of the Rings at that point, so he didn't. I can't. Ima- I can't imagine like Andy Circus going with that high pitched voice. Imagine if Jar Jar sounded like Gollum. Improvement. Stupid fat. Stupid fat. That's perfect. Never say a Star Wars line in that voice. Misa so happy. Now, 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 George Lucas can retool. Yeah, yeah. Misa so happy. That really works. 
Oh my god. But Jack, he's quitting, thank Christ. <laughs> How do you guys feel about that? Do you have any, like, if, if like, you hear George Lucas is announces his retirement, does that mean anything to you? No. No. Harrison Ford's out of work. No, he's, not, he's been out of work for he's, a while. He's doing it. He's doing the next one. He's doing Ender's Game. He's doing Ender's Game. Indiana Jones and the um, Zimmer Frame of Doom. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Early Bird Special. <laughs> Indiana Jones and, and, and the Nazis. Where in the kitchen? Everywhere. I'm just. I'm. I'm dem- I've got dementia. There's Nazis. 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 Thanks. Indiana Jones and the search for the ultimate adult diaper. Mm. Uh, good luck to him. Yeah, no, good luck to him. It's, like, it's, it's Han Solo, dude. Yeah. You can never. You can never hate him. Yeah. Although, I mean, like, I had just the worst fucking luck. I, was, I actually talked shit about Harrison Ford once in front of someone who knew him. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I was, I was in, I was, this is when I was in L.A., and I was at Kimmy's place. Mm-hmm. And you know how Kimmy's always got amazing guests? They know everyone. You know Kimmy. <laughs> and, uh, for those of you who don't know, Kim, she has, Kimmy was telling us... Kimmy knows that, everyone. So one she of her has, guests like, was the secretary for the Beatles and was talking about that. Yeah, yeah. Another one... Seven Gavity just sitting there on the floor with her birds in hand, mouth somewhere around her knees. <laughs> just listening to her talk, tell stories about... about about those days, it was fucking crazy. Um, but uh, one of, oh, we were at this dinner, this barbecue, and I was completely off my face. And um, somehow, I can't remember how the subject of Harrison Ford comes up, and I'm just like, yeah, well, you know, I mean, if he can take, if he can take the time to come out of retirement, and, and, and uh, you know, he's paid too much to not smile or something. Or shit, something. I just said like, I, you know, he's, he's having too much fun being an asshole, <laughs> something like that. And then I, just, and then the, per- and then the person sitting next to me was uh, the, the. Um, Production designer for Indiana Jones. Oh. <laughs> you met her. She's the, the the I can't remember her name. The production designer for she did American Gangster as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's complicated. Penny. Is no. it Penny? I don't know. I think no. Uh, and you remember she like she's just like casually saying like you know talking about Meryl Streep and Ridley. Oh yeah, yeah. And Ridley. And we're all like, what the fuck? And we're my head's about, gonna explode. We're talking about Douglas Lamb and. But yeah, but that's just that's just my fucking luck, you know. It's like I'm I'm actually a fan of Harrison Ford, and the one fucking time not like, anyone who's related to him, and, yeah, even yeah. aware of your existence and your bad mouth. It's like, because I care that can I I can be a dick. <laughs> it is my right as a fan. I pay money to see your movies, motherfucker. <laughs> Someone who uh, might not be paying her money to see the movies anymore. Never has one person gone from being such a badass to such a loser. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that apparently The Expendables 2 yes, movie is yes. now going to be PG-13 PG because, because Chuck, Chuck Norris, Norris said so? Yes. OMG. He doesn't... Chuck Norris... Oh, oh my God, I can't believe you said OMG. <laughs> Chuck Norris uh, expresses concern over the language in the film. Yeah. Mind you, he didn't say anything about violence. No, because he's a hypocrite and also apparently... Someone put together a nice long image of all the crazy ads he's done for politicians over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> His uh, reputation is not quite oh, well earned. So yeah, it's gonna be you know, Expandables two for kids. I'm burning my Chuck Norris T-shirts. Yeah, I have this amazing Chuck Norris T-shirt. It's like this great image of him, and then it says, "If at first you don't succeed, then you are not Chuck Norris." <laughs> <laughs> it's such a shame that he's doing this, you know, because he's a legend. Are you even said a- anything if they done it some other way? But the no, biggest- he has to be an up himself ass and say, "Oh yeah, there's, there's no violence in it." Norris is a legend. People, we love this motherfucker, and none of us really know why. It's just because he's Chuck Norris. It's the beard. It's not because fucker can't act. He can't act. All of his fights are in slow mo, so you don't know how fast he is. And Bruce Lee kicked his ass. You know, Chinese. Oh, I wonder how we get that in. Yeah. yeah. But um. <laughs> ah, Mr. Braithwaite. <laughs> 
I'm looking for the girl who chewed this dart. <laughs> well, this news came out during the week, and people immediately called bullshit because it's like, nah, Stallone, you know, he knows what yeah. side of the bread is buttered on. He's not going to screw everyone else with that. But Stallone actually came out and said, confirmed it. He confirmed it, and he confirmed it in a real marketing, you know, yeah, sell out yeah. way. It's like, you know, would you confirm the, the, you know, the rumors about Chuck Norris saying that he's not going to be in the movie unless it's PG 13? And the first thing he says was, well, you know, the expendable story got a lot of hard language in there. <laughs> That's the wrong quote. Uh, he says, <laughs> "True." Nonetheless. That was Norris said, but uh, no. <laughs> what he said is, you know, the film is fantastic with Van Damme turning in an inspired performance. That wasn't the question. <laughs> I mean, how, our final battle is how, one for the ages. How out of left question. field? How out of left question. field? How out of left field is that answer? Yeah, it's like, yeah. what, are your, what, what how do you feel about these rumors that uh, you're going from a radio to love a P- love PG-13? I think Van Damme's doing a great yeah. job. <laughs> exactly. You know, like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? They eventually did say that, you know, the PG-13 rumor is true. But before your readers pass judgment, this is to Harry Knowles and Ain't It Cool. Yeah. Trust me when I say this film is large in every way and delivers on every level. This movie touches on many emotions which we want to share with the broadest audience possible. But, all in caps, Fear not, this barbecue of, of grand scale ass bashing will not leave anyone hungry. It's like, it's like, what the fuck is that? It's just, nah, I'm over it. It's Expendables 2 is the new Transformers 3. How, how are the rest oh, of the no, usual suspects it. taking it? What? How are the rest of the usual suspects taking it from the Expendables? I don't know. Well, Car- uh, the, you know, what's it? Terry Crews is clinically insane, so I don't know how he takes anything. <laughs> Bah, 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 bah. You know, he's still doing yeah, yeah, he's still doing that. And that popped up. You know the, the ad where he's just in a towel and he's like, like ah! Ah! He just screams at the camera, Old Spice, shower gel. Old Spice! He's insane. But he, like literally, that was a year ago and I saw a pop-up on an ad on the internet and I was like, oh shit, he's still doing this. <laughs> and also because like uh, because uh, we were at the Expendables panel yeah. and we've heard we oh he just ran in and tore his shirt off and started like you know yeah. bouncing his ass and the crowd went fucking apeshit it's like <laughs> now the Expendables 2 pa- uh, panel introducing Terry Crews ah! and the fucking Tasmanian devil comes on stage uh, so again I don't know they just throw him meat he's fine <laughs> they feed him they film him it's all good he doesn't really care about cursing or not I would, I would be he can't curse he can't speak English I would be very curious to know like what kind of fee would someone like Arnold charge for like his role because I mean he might have done the first one as a favor but this second one is definitely a paycheck and I'm just kind of curious to pay off my, yeah. there you go they've known we might not be getting divorced <laughs> It's against the religion. Uh, religion. Religion. Uh, I don't know. I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be front. Although I am, oh. very, I am very excited for his comeback film. Yeah, The Last Stand. Ah. <laughs> what an apt title. <laughs> yeah, but so Chuck Norris is off the wall of fame forever. And <laughs> uh, this is another link I got to put up to. But apparently, uh, Michael Sarah looks like Hitler's mom. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of does. <laughs> He kind of does. I'll put a link up to this Whoa. as well, but it's kind of weird. This like, is an actual picture of Hitler's mom next to a picture of Michael Sarah, and, and they kind of look alike. It looks like Michael Sarah in drag. <laughs> His breakout role? <laughs> Hitler's mom. Could this be Michael Sarah's Oscar? Can you imagine Hitler's mom starring Michael Sarah? <laughs> Can you imagine? Mom, I don't want to go paint. Get, get John Waters to do it. John Waters. A John Waters film. Michael Sarah is Hitler's mom. <laughs> Box office gold. Mein Kampf. Who wouldn't see that? 
Yes, where he dictated to his secretary, Rudolf Hess, the work of Mein Kampf. <laughs> in which he set forth his plan to, for the restoration of Germany for the dominant position in Europe. <laughs> Rio? Whoa. Europe. Um, yep, yep. All right. All right, moving swiftly on. Mm-hmm. Yes, quickly. Um, Lucas quits. <laughs> um, we mentioned Lucas earlier, but there is actually a new ad for Vodafone, which is the weirdest Vodafone slash Star Wars sellout ever. It's and a video and for. And been it's a video for you know, a service where you can buy a new phone, switch your numbers over easy. So the Vodafone decided they would spend millions to get Yoda in this ad. <laughs> So there's a couple at a... At a, at a, at a this is the weirdest fucking ad I've ever seen in my entire life. It doesn't even sell whatever it's supposed to be selling. The, the, there's a, uh, the couple are... Set up, we'll, we'll run it after the show. I think we'd be, it'd, mm-hmm. be, it'd be rude to start running it. Yes. But they're essentially... The guy gets a phone for his birthday and the girl's like, oh, you're, what, you're switching over numbers now. And then she's like, mm, help you, I will. And Yoda starts lifting all the sushi food and all the phones. He's like, I don't want to change your number. And it's like, no, no. And, 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 and it's, the, it's, the, it's the prequel Yoda. It's the young Yoda. You know, it's the computer-generated one. And the guy's like... He talks to Yoda as if he would to the way Barney and um, Fred Flintstone talked to that little elf who used to make all the wishes. Like, no, 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 it's fine. It's no, it's fine. It's fine. Seriously, I'm just using the new Vodafone service to change numbers. Oh, do this and not be a Jedi. They can do. It's terrible. (laughs) That's why it's good. He's retiring. Wait. (laughs) The the kicker is at the end because they're in a sushi restaurant and like so. Basically, Yoda is a small, confused old man. That's the whole point. Uh, Is that is that he's like, oh, okay. Vodafone mm. and goes back to sadly eating his sushi and you're thinking well I just pissed all over my dreams and then the woman who's with the, who gave the guy the phone turns over and looks at him and goes I wonder if he tastes like wasabi oh, oh no because he's green as well he's green as well I was like what no no no, no. what is this <laughs> this um. is the huge corporate marketing cock that this is the fall of western civilization is what this is this is the end the end is nigh telecommunications fooling you with Jedi mind yeah it's fucking ridiculous yeah we're we're not we're not getting charged those texts (laughs) god but yeah so the biggest uh, sellout fucking error I'll put a link up to that as well because people need to see this and just like sell their phones get away from Vodafone this is not the phone you are looking for no you want the, <laughs> you want the model with insurance <laughs> that's very nice mm. uh, um, have you heard of the artist uh, have, you, have you, any of you guys seen the artist yet? yes, is yes. The, the, no, no. The, um, it's a silent movie yeah, the, yeah, the, dog, yeah. the Oggy the dog is it yeah apparently the dog is awesome Right, yes. but apparently the whole thing is a silent movie about the death of silent cinema and everything else is yes, more important yes, than the dog yes. and apparently um, some dumb fucks have been going to see this movie and asking <laughs> that's the sound of just yeah this is, this is my story is basically <laughs> people have been coming out and certain cinemas in London now have that basically if you leave within the first 10 minutes and because oh this is a silent film then they'll, uh, they'll give you your money back yeah it's like people have been demanding refunds because it's a silent movie oh. <laughs> I mean that's that just says so much about where we're at as a as a as a civilization. <laughs> the, the, the little script, the little uh, we deserve to be blown up. It looks beautiful. Yeah. It looks, oh, it's supposed really, to be absolutely amazing. It really captures. It's supposed that, to be great. Yeah. That time. But and, people um, are fucking stupid. I mean, the other story of this was the woman who sued Drive because it wasn't Fast and the Furious. It's like yeah. it's not. Fast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, these people are. 
the people who made Transformers yeah. 3 one of the biggest selling movies in 2011 <laughs> <laughs> I mean how do you I know I really I, I mean to go walk, just go to stand in the foyer of a cinema do you know what you're seeing tonight no plank just <laughs> who goes to the cinema and says oh that looks good based on the title alone does that have popcorn who in this day and age does that yeah pay and ham soup pay and ham soup popcorn ham and pea soup but you know it's like who does that who goes to the cinema and says I'll go see this and it's like you know how I, you know it could be rave week but I do I do know people like that that like really go to the cinema with no real agenda and they're like what's playing oh alright yeah, let's give this a go I actually know a couple of people like that I mean I don't understand it Yeah, that, that would drive me My insane it's like, precious I don't have to waste <laughs> some weird fucking thing Charles just put his hand no, up before they'll be like should we go to, yeah, be like, should we go to the pictures should we, should we draw attention to you putting your hand up sorry no, what, what, what was he doing he's putting his hand up to say he's one of those people oh really you got the cinema no hang on there's interesting going to the pictures and saying oh I've heard of you know with no agenda and then deciding at the counter well you know Hot Shots Part 2 seems pretty good but um no, <laughs> that's one thing, you know. There's another to just go. I know absolutely nothing about this movie, but and I'm going to spend two hours in a darkened room watching whatever it has to say about whatever it has uh, to say. No, no shit. You just imagine I, Charles I going to the going to the box office like, help me. We're like, uh, one for Airbud. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I did. I, I went to see um, uh, a few years back. Uh, I went to see um, what I thought was. Uh, Flash Gordon. Uh, was it Flash Gordon? It was Flash Gordon. <laughs> Don't was, act like you didn't enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> I wondered why there was only me and three other guys in trench coats. <laughs> There's a lot of rustling halfway through. Yeah, a lot, yeah. <laughs> so, what me? These people are, are walking out, going in to see the film. Yeah. Not knowing what it is. Leaving 10 I don't know, it was a yeah. black and white silent movie. Who'd have thunk it? I mean, I'm sure the, the poster's in black and white and it's also silent. <laughs> the other thing as well was apparently they used some music from Psycho did you hear about this uh, no. Kim, uh, not Psycho from the birds and Kim Novak came out and said we made that you can't do that you're raping the film she took a full page ad out in Variety or something like that to say that this guy was <laughs> raping the memory of uh, no it was Kim Novak so Kim Novak was Vertigo right mm. yeah raping the, uh, the memory of Vertigo uh, and just saying like it's like hang on you didn't even make it you were like mm. one of the actresses mm. and you know, and you didn't write the music that that guy. And they're probably getting paid for it. And apparently, it's a it's a moment in it that like it really sticks out. It's one of those. It's one of the big emotional moments in the artist. So when they have this music play, it's, it works double time or something like that. But for Adele, that's a great name for your new single, "Raping the Memory." Yeah. <laughs> Co-written with Kim Novak. <laughs> it's weird though, right? It's like it's like oh. it's like Cindy and Sarah back together again. Huh? Cindy Lauper and Sarah McLaughlin. Oh. What do you mean back together again? Back together again. I mean, like they've never been together. They happened together. They did. Uh, they did that cover of um, uh, time, to, uh, time to time, time after time. Really? Yeah. Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah. She played the piano. No guitar. It was like a, like a little duet that they did together on the, the Cindy Lauper acoustic album. There was a Cindy Lauper acoustic album. Did you I know hate, that? And I hate your CD <laughs> cover. <laughs> but before what you mentioned, that's a movie I'd go see. Back together again. With Cindy Lauper and Sam Lauper. Get back together again. <laughs> One's a feisty cop, the other's a lawyer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have some bad news. Uh-huh. Yanda Bond is making another movie. <laughs> Yanda Bond was an amazing cinematographer, actually. He was. Uh, he did... Um, um, 
he was the cinematographer on the Die Hard, and he was the cinematographer for the Hunt for October and uh, Basic Instinct. Really good cinematographer, and uh, he had a pretty good directorial debut with Speed. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, uh, it was an amazing debut. <laughs> but everything he did since then just kind of sucked. Yeah. Uh, he did Twister after that, which was a hit, but I didn't really like the film. And then after that, he did uh, Speed Two Cruise Control. Jesus ah, fucking Christ! Speed on a boat, but not a, a line cruiser. Not quite the same thing. Run the photo. He tried, <laughs> he tried to jump the shark. And uh, then after that, he did uh, Tomb Raider: The Cradle of Life. And yes, uh, that uh, wasn't yes. that wasn't very good either. Yes, uh, but now, and he also did uh, Haunted House. Was it Haunted Mansion? Yeah, oh, I think the Eddie Murphy. Yeah, yeah, no, no, not, not the Eddie Murphy one. The one with Liam Neeson and uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Ah. It's like haunted, haunted house, house on the hill, or some shit like that. Um, but he's coming, he's making another movie. It's a remake of uh, the Johnny Cash film Five Minutes to Live. Oh. <laughs> so how do you think he's going to go with that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, depending on who he gets, the only film he's done where he really showed like a lot of skill was uh, Speed. Oh, Everything cold. that he's done after right. that, it's. Uh, just yeah, wouldn't ins- does, just doesn't inspire confidence, no. which kind of gives you the idea that maybe speed is just a fluke. He's, you know, I think that's already been proven he's after speed too. Yeah, his name doesn't really inspire confidence either. Jan de Bond. Jan de Bond. Jan de Bond. Jan de Bond. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking ricochet. Don Chow Ping. Getting on to the, the, the... And a happy new year to you, too. Yeah. Gone keep by town. Getting on to the uh, trailer section of the show. Did yeah. you see the trailer for the new Wes Anderson movie, uh, Moonrise Kingdom? Yes, I did. This looks very fun. It looks fun, but... It, I... lo- it looks very... It, it looks very pretentious. Yes. In a Wes Anderson way. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know like Wes Anderson? Yeah. yeah. Wes Anderson is the director of uh, Rushmore, uh, The Life Aquatic... Um, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Bottle Rocket. He's done... I mean, he's... The Dar- Darjeeling Limited... Very, very talented filmmaker. I mean, and I and I like all of his films. I don't yeah. love all of his films, but I I like I, I the very I love, the, I love the the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Oh, that was great. Yeah, I really like the Darjeeling Limited. Actually, I haven't that seen was, that. That was very nice. Uh, and, the, I, and I like Rushmore. But the trailer for this didn't sell me because it didn't seem to have the edited feel of his other movies. In that, you know, what I mean, it was like it was a series of scenes, and it did have um, Edward Norton saying "Gee Willikers" um, <laughs> in, in, in a scout outfit, which is pretty awesome. Um, Very method. It's kind of the music didn't kick like usually it does. Usually the music music in the movies is very, very well done. Like the trailer just seemed like badly made, like a badly made uh, replica of a Wes Anderson movie. You know what I mean? Really? No, I, I liked the trailer. I thought I the trailer was I thought the trailer was very effective. Yeah. Um, it I mean it 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 had this sort of like uh, film film student charm to it. Yeah. That, that that I really liked, and and I like that about Wes Wes Anderson's films is that he is. Uh, there's there's an innocence about his films. That mm. fe- all of his films, in a strange way, feel like they were made out of a first year film student. First year, uh, a film student just out of his first year of school. Uh, they, they have that sense of play with them. And this one looks like it's probably the most commercial he's gone in yeah. terms of his cast and uh, in who's, terms of this. Who's in the cast? Uh, Edwin Norton, Bruce Willis, uh, Francis. Bruce Willis is like a cop, and he's just like weird. <laughs> he's deputizing kids. He's like, I want, I'm going to take, okay, well, I'm on this, and I'm going to take these two kids and the kid with the eye patch, and the deputize you, you come in the car with me, and we're going to go, because they're looking for a kid. It's a boy scout runs off yeah. with his, uh, but the, with the love I mean, of his the, life, and they're little kids, and the family. All the big stars are all supporting characters. I mean, the, uh, the spine of the story is clearly this uh, love story between these two kids. Uh, and that's what I like about it. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I've nev- I, I like these kinds of uh, love stories. Either way, loves, when it comes to love stories, I like it when it's either like really young, like young kids or old people. I, I, I don't, yeah. I'm, I'm not too crazy about love stories about 
people our age because it's because he hates people our age. There you go. <laughs> no, because there's die hipster scum. Because you can play with you can play with innocence yeah. when, it, when it's when it's in those age, with with, the, with that age group and that's the best kind of love stories when you can play with that kind of innocence. He's just of, too cynical of self discovery, so to speak. And do you think he's put all the best parts in the trailer? I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, because because the, the, it was it was wry. It's not, it was very wry. It's very it wasn't wry. grinsome at all. <laughs> and there were some shots that were very pretentious. Yeah, which is there's, a, there's one there's like a, there's like a, a tent or a treehouse of yeah. a very very thin yeah, tree, yeah, 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 yeah. and there's a lot of there's a lot of the kid is basically every kid in all his movies like in the the, the, the two boys in the the Royal Tenenbaums, the kid in Rushmore, you know, kid with glasses and crazy hair. Yeah. Who, and like it's not like you it's not like you look like, like you look at the couple because the girl's quite you know for a kid anyway she's like stereotypically pretty yeah and she's got and like for him to be this mutant is kind of odd kind of match <laughs> for some strange reason the uh, the movie the, the trailer reminded me of uh, the trailer for where the wild things are really yeah for oh. some strange reason e- even though was the racket far in the soundtrack <laughs> no no even though they're not really similar there was something about the tone of the film the, the the tone of the trailer that just made me think of where the wild things are. Weird. I love that joke with the owls in where the wild things are. I don't remember that joke. Uh, Do you? <laughs> Good story, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had to be there, seriously. No. And <laughs> um, there's another trailer that came out, which I was kind of looking looking forward to, which was that Friends with Kids. Did you hear about this? Um, I heard about it. I, I didn't look at it. Because this is Kristen it, Wiig. It looks like a chick's flick. Okay. Kristen Wiig, Maya Rudolph, John Hamm, uh, and Chris O'Dowd from... Uh, the It Crowd. The, the uh, IT Crowd. I cried, the, the IT Crowd. The IT Crowd, yeah. And um, there was also the guy from Party Down. Uh, TV, TV show Party Adam Down. Scott. Adam yeah. Scott was in it as well. And it just looks boring. It's Does like it? Chris O'Dowd doing a bad American accent. Kristen Wiig and John Hamm are married. And like it's all about three different couples... Two, you know, married, having kids, and then one is like, well, we're going to have kids, but we're not going to be a couple, and then doing other shit, and also working it for great, and just, you know, everyone else is like, oh, they have no idea what to expect when they have kids, and then when they have kids, they're actually really good at it, and they work out, but then they have the complication of, well, should they hook up together, or hook up with other people, and there's a kid involved, and all those kind of stuff. And you, can, and, they, and you can tell all this just from the trailer? It sounds like you saw the whole fucking movie. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I mean, it does go through everything, but it's just, it, it's kind of disappointing to see people of that caliber. I mean... Kristen Wiig, John Hamm. John Hamm, I mean, he's done some shit, but he hasn't done an awful lot of shit. Mm-hmm. And it was still, it was pre-Mad Men shit. Once you've, once you've hit your bar, you have to raise your bar. And so for to see all these people just doing this, like, mm, phoning it in. Who's directing this one? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you saw the trailer? You saw the trailer for uh, Resident Evil? Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah, this looks badass. <laughs> no, but I'll tell you what I did, and this is genius. Hang on, Hot Quiz Hot Shot. How many Resident Evil movies have there been? Uh, five. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, I'd you got that way quicker than I thought you would. <laughs> That's fine. No, because uh, um, what I what I what I did not too long ago was that I watched all of the uh, the trailers oh. for all of the Resident. God, if you watch all the movies, you're you just be like lying in a chair twitching somewhere. No, no, no. This is great. I highly recommend this. This is infinitely more enjoyable than watching all the movies. <laughs> watch all of the Resident Evil movie trailers back to back. Seriously, it's fun. It's really fun, and and it sells the series way better than the actual movies do. <laughs> I mean, I saw the first. I saw the first two. Uh, I like I, I like the first one, but everything I just it's been, I, I think I don't know. I mean, they're saying like oh, they got you know the trailer like shows some people like oh he's in it. He was in one of the other ones. Which one? I can't remember. What happened to him? I thought he was dead. 
Because <laughs> because they're in that one, right? And they weren't the one. It's like it's like those. It's like trying to name all the James Bond movies or all the members of Take That. You're like, well, there's that one, and then there's the other one in between those ones. Yeah. There's the one there in I Vegas. Well, there's one of the zombies. They're all the ones of the zombies. But uh, <laughs> the one of the zombies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But the, the ad for this is incredibly odd um, in that it shows a lot of people showing a lot of Sony tech, you know. Yeah, yeah, and It's yeah, all like, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, so, Sony. It's Patrick Stewart doing the voiceover. I quite, I quite liked, I liked the trailer. I thought it was, I thought it was a cool trailer. Yeah, but it's like it shows those people, like you know, Sony phones, like you know, with, you know, this is this is my world in Hong Kong. This is my world in San Francisco. Yeah, this is my yeah. world. In this. It's like and Patrick Stewart's there, you know. Can we imagine the world of tomorrow? And then it kind of zooms back. It, it, the, the world spins, and there's just everything's on fire. And then it zooms in, no, and there's me and Yogi going, like, "This I'm is Alice. my world." And my name I'm, is Alice. How, which is how every trailer starts. Yeah. My name is Alice, and this is my world. And she's just like gunned up and like <laughs> blowing the crap out of her. So it does start off. It, it, that beginning bit is awesome. very long, That's, yeah. and it sounds like a, it's very much an ad. You know what I mean? It's, it, yeah, yeah. it literally looks like an ad. Now I'm not sure how clever they are being with that, mm. but people are like. There's so much Sony stuff in the news. Resident Evil movie. <laughs> I gotta fight zombies because I gotta call someone on my, um, you know, Sony Ericsson phone. Hello? I'm gonna just stab the zombie with yeah, the phone. phone. It's like, you know, now with this new feature. <laughs> but I was, I was, I had to go look things up afterwards because there's people like, you know, turning around quickly in the trailer. You're like, ah, right, there's a shot of the face. It's like, oh, there's Michelle Rodriguez. She was in the, um, thingy. Was she in the other ones? I don't know. I, have to go. I don't know. She might have been. There's a couple of people who have come back. It's like, again, I thought they were dead. Yeah, she was, in, she was in the uh, first one. Was she? Oh, she was in the first one. She was in the first one. Yeah. Did she die? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Resident Evil continually confuses me. It's like, what? Stop asking these questions. Just put the money on the counter. Oh, no. It's just Jesus. You thought she was dead. That was just her acting. <laughs> oh. It is weird though. I mean, Resident Evil and um, Underworld, because Underworld's coming out again. You can yeah. put that name on anything, and people will go see it. Mm. I mean, I've seen them all in the cinema, but that's irrelevant. I'll go see it. Keep making some blah blah. Go see that. Ooh, ding dong, I don't think Michael Sheen is in this one, which is you know disappointing oh. because it's usually great to have you know this little blip in between all his like you know. Tony Blair, um, uh, David Frost, yeah. uh, head of the werewolves, and <laughs> Hamlet. What? <laughs> no, but Michael Sheen in, in the uh, in the Underworld movies, for some strange reason, he looks like Simon Pegg. Yeah, he does. In a wig. <laughs> his head is way wider at the top than it is at the bottom. That's really weird. Yeah. And he keeps ripping his shirt off. Are we men? Or are we lichens? I'm like... Why is David Frost doing that? <laughs> Just keep imagining it's Tony Blair. It's like, what? Yeah. Oh, right. Tony Blair's a vampire. Are, yeah. we, are we Labour or are we Tory? <laughs> what? This is Tony Blair, like the hidden meetings. Yeah. This yeah, is what is, they did. The conservatives, are secretly, the, the conservatives are secretly werewolves. Exactly. <laughs> that, is, that is a horror and franchise. Right, that's <laughs> that's exactly Meryl Streep was a werewolf then. <laughs> I have a son whom I raise on my own. <laughs> I'm not a square. I'm perfectly happy to let him lick fruity yogurt off my scrotum. <laughs> but I won't let him watch that rubbish. Not on your Nelly, sir. No. <laughs> mm. um, well, should we move on to reviews? Uh, we should, but I think, again, in case you, you haven't listened before, we are quite interested in comics, mm-hmm. comic book movies. Mm-hmm. Captain America was awesome, should have crossed. Um, <laughs> but, you know, recently DC Comics, who are the owners of Batman, Superman, Green Lantern, um, Wonder Woman, all those guys, um, they released the outline of their new logo. Uh-huh. 
Have you seen this? No. Again, I'll put a link up. This is the worst fucking thing I've ever seen. Oh, oh no. my god, what the fuck? So it's like, it's, it's, it's basically like a C in the shape of a D, but the D is peeling off like a bad, cheap vinyl sticker. Oh, Jesus. And they're going to uh, customize it per um, comic. So, you know, Green Lantern gets a D peeling off a glowing green C. This is one of this is an I mean this as a design work goes this is absolutely terrible. This is awful. Someone's getting fired for this shit. That's I mean that's even a Watchmen one. Look at it. It's a Watchmen one. It's got the fucking splotch. I know. It's it's just what the fuck, man. Which one's Wonder Woman? Which one is she? I don't know. I mean for that they haven't. I mean they said this gives us the then the opportunity to fuck with the logo even more. But like I don't know, yeah. Like when that one at the top looks like aliens for fuck's sake. Yeah, but it, it does. You know, it, it just it's just completely unidentifiable. unidentifiable. Yeah, it's just like it looks a bit like an, the eye of that one looks like the eye of Sauron. It looks like a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it looks like someone made a mistake. <laughs> we'll put up a link to this shit so you can take a look at it. This yeah. new DC Comics logo is crap. Well, I thought that was the whole idea of a logo was to be instantly recognizable. Yeah. It was instantly recognizable. I mean, for the movies, it's re- it must be really disappointing for them. The Marvel got to the pages turning thing yeah. first, that yeah. animation, because that's awesome. And then the DC one is kind of like, we'll do the similar, but we'll pull back. <laughs> won't zoom in. <laughs> but their logo, do they know their logo now? They've had that logo for a couple yeah, of years. I it's, love that it's, logo. It's the same as the old logo, just turned slightly in a 3D no, perspective. It's an awesome logo. I don't yeah. know what the problem is. I'm going to buy even less comics than I buy right now. It's familiar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we um, head on into reviews... Oh, we got Gavin's Toy of the Week. This is my Toy of the Week. And uh, this week's Toy of the Week is the Tarman zombie action figure. What? Uh, this is the first ever Return of the Living Dead action figure. <laughs> <laughs> and this is awesome. <laughs> it's done by... Uh, uh, Amok Time. Amok Time. They specialize in doing like a lot of like uh, horror. They were an episode of Star Trek, right? Yeah, they they've got <laughs> they've got a really cool. Um, if you're a fan of the movie the Re- the, the Reanimator with Jeffrey Combs, um, Combs, Combs, Jeffrey Combs, <laughs> Jeffrey Combs. Uh, they've got a really cool figure of that. They got uh, some really nice Vincent Price action figures. Um, if you're uh, if you're a fan of uh, the Gort and fucking uh, Klaatu, the Day of the Earth Stood Still, the original, they do a really nice. Uh, special edition two-figure deal with these guys. Or if you just want to buy Gort on his own, they got, they got it. They, but this good, is, they, uh, got, they give good Gort. Yeah, they've got BBB roll. Um, but this uh, this new Tarman zombie action figure, it's available for pre-order. Uh, it's supposed to be out during the first quarter of uh, the year. Uh, it retails for $21.99 US. It's cheap. It's not too bad, not too bad. You might have to pay a little extra for the... Um, for the uh, for the shipping, he's not an action figure. He's not going to move. Yeah, but this is purely a display thing. But this is a ni- this is this figure's got a lot of nice little touches. If you're a fan of Return of the Living Dead, Return of the Living Dead is my personal favorite zombie movie. Really? Because it's the first zombie movie I ever saw. Mm. So it was uh, it fucked me up. Yeah, I had never seen a movie where people eat other people before. That like fucked me up, and it was really gory. I mean, I don't I don't know if you remember the movie. It was very gory. It was I didn't realize it was a comedy. It, you, know, you watch it now it's funny as fuck but it's still really crazy gory and the ending is very cynical it's a really really cynical ending I mean everyone gets nuked at the end so it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean it's got a lot of balls and the action figure it comes with a base and the base is uh, I've, it's uh, taken from the opening of the film where we see like a little uh, uh, cryo chamber of sorts and uh, when the credits come on, we see this guy's face sort of open up, and then it just starts dripping blood. Ooh. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> so yeah, if you're a, if you're a fan of zombies, I highly recommend this figure. 
one for the kids. For, from <laughs> from from Amok Time Toys, it's called Tarman Zombie Action Figure. And I'll put up a link. <laughs> it comes with a it, it comes with a ball jointed neck, shoulders, opening jaw, and base with trioxin canister and bitter brain. <laughs> and that is Gavin's toy of the week. <laughs> Sweet ass, man. All right. Moving right on to reviews. Why? No, moving right on to emails. We've got oh. questions, mother bitches. Oh, we have an email. We have an email, apparently. Holy shit. I, too, am reading this completely cold, so if it goes weird in the middle, it's not my fault. Uh, this email comes in from Max, who you might recall has emailed us a few times. Yes, we're good, fa- we're good friends. We love Max over here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello, Ian and Gavin. This is a bit. This is late, but happy New Year. This looks like it's going to be a great one, full of vigorous situations, sweaty encounters, and dry, sweet smelling stuff. I watched the Golden Globe Awards. Just let me say that presenting yourself with homemade cardboard awards is probably not the sanest way to go about giving yourself a moral boost. <laughs> However, Chinese New Year's are in the corner, which made me think of you two of two things. First, first, I need to buy red food coloring, and second, that I wanted to ask you two a question: Which two Chinese actors who you would like to see in a movie together? Okay, I'll have to buy some red food coloring, although what I really need is a hot bath and some Valium. Bye for now, Max. <laughs> P.S. I'm pretty sure that Barnaby sends his regards to... I can't remember, is Barnaby a turtle? Barnaby's or a turtle. Kind of Barnaby is Max's turtle. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for your question, Max. Um, Chinese actors like to see together. Hmm? Chinese actors you'd like to see together. Chinese actors I like to see together. I mean, like, this will probably seem like pretty cliched, but I mean, like... Um, because it's kind of weird because a lot of my favorite Chinese actors I've already seen in movies together. No, because in I mean, no, no, because like in in, in Hong Kong cinema, especially uh, in the time when I was watching a lot of it, which was in the eighties and nineties, I did watch some of it before. But like my main Hong Kong cinema fascination is very much eighties and nineties. A lot of my favorite actors, like you know, like Jackie Chung and Chow Yun Fat and um, you know Jackie Chan, all these guys, they did movies together. Yeah. So I've already I've actually kind of got to work. You know, so in, in that regard, I mean, what I would love to see is that I would love to see Chai Yun-Fat, Jet Li, Jackie Chan, John Lone. <laughs> Gotta have John Lone in there. And um, Michelle Yeoh. And Stephen Chow ah. together in a film. Like, uh, that has never happened. Like, all of those people together. And you know what? Throw in Andy Lau as well. Yeah, yeah, I like Andy Lau. <laughs> you gotta have see. Andy Lau in there. Because that I... boy works really hard on his fucking abs. Yeah. <laughs> has he... He's never, he doesn't speak any English, right? He's never done an English role, right? No. Know. He's never done an English role. No. He's been offered English roles. He turns them down because... Uh, and, I, and, I, and I heard this from you know, like an insider told me that... Because uh, he was doing like the festival circuit with him. Um, and he was like saying that... Um, why would I want to do that and play second fiddle? Mm. You know, it's like when I went over here, I'm fucking... I'm the man. You know, why would I just want to do that? I'll disappoint my fans if I do that. You know? Because uh, Andy Lau has been... Is it... But Andy Lau also owes his career to China Fat. Yeah. Because uh, Andy Lau was blacklisted in in, uh, in in the Hong Kong entertainment industry, and uh, what? Uh, I'm not I'm not too sure the details. He pissed off some people, and he was blacklisted. No one would hire him. Whoa. And fucking Chai Yun Fat was like, "Fucking hire this guy." <laughs> That's why Chai Yun Fat is the man. Mm-hmm. No, I'm a huge Chai Yun Fat fan, so I've I've always been kind of upset that his Hollywood career didn't take off. But then again, considering the projects he chose, it's hardly surprising. Yeah. Uh, but but it's it's kind Bulletproof of Monk is awesome. <laughs> it's not as awesome as replacement killers. <laughs> oh, replacement killers is retarded. 
But uh, uh, I mean, my, I just got stupider thinking about that movie. What about the, what about what about the corrupter? I didn't see the corrupter. Actually, when I saw the replacement killer. Like, actually, what is going on with this movie? Apart from that one scene where the two of them are firing that way, and then they're firing that way over each other, and they're kind of cool. That's it. Actually, I mean, one thing I will say about the the, the Hollywood films that Chai Yun-fat made, the corrupter was the the film. Corrupter was directed by James Foley, the guy who directed Glengarry and Ross. It was the movie he did with Mark Wahlberg. And, uh, what? The, yeah. <laughs> and The Corrupter, it's not a great film, but it's the closest uh, Hollywood, it's the closest the, chi- the closest thing that Chai Yun-Fat has done in, in a Hollywood film to mm-hmm. showing what he can do as an actor. Yeah. It's like he had, he had a lot of dialogue, you know, and, and you know, he was he, he, he was he was a real fucking character in it. And that was what always upset me about Chai Yun-Fat's Hollywood movies is that in, in, in Hong Kong, uh, like Chai Yun Fat, he's an actor. He's not an action star. He's an actor mm. who just happens to do cool action movies. But he also does a lot of like really serious films. He also does a lot of comedy. He's a very very versatile actor. Hard boiled, you know. Hard boiled. It's about. hardcore acting that's going on in there. I mean, and he does movies. This movie called All About Along, which was uh, about this uh, this reckless, like famous, like a uh, uh, mo- motorcycle racer, uh, based on a true story. Uh, and he was really good in that, and he's and he also and you know he does like this movie like God of Gamblers, where in the first half of the film he's like this amazing like sort of like mafia Don Corleone sort of character, and then in the second half of the film he has an accident and he, and he reverts back to childhood and he and he's and he goes back to this kid who's obsessed with chocolate, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. and it's and it's a completely I mean this is something I mean these are the things that a lot of Western audiences don't realize about so many of these people who go there like so yeah. many of these action stars that go there like Jackie Chan Jackie Chan can act mm. like I mean. I wasn't that crazy about the Karate Kid remake, but if it pro- if if that movie is good for anything, it proves that Jackie Chan should do more acting and less like kicks. I mean, I mean he's great at that. But he's getting old, man. You know. The <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I would say Chai, all of them. All of them. Yeah. Chai and Fat, Andy Lau, Jet Li, Jackie Chung, fucking all the all the all the heavy hitters. Sammo Hung. Sammo Hung. <laughs> Raymond Wong. <laughs> Throw it. Let's even have like George the Chinese Lam. Expendables. Yeah, let's have George Lam in there as well, and Eric Sung. Eric Sung. None of you guys know this guy, but this guy's like, I gotta like bring up a, an image of this guy. It's like he's fucking funny. <laughs> Eric Sung. Have Jackie Chan and Michelle Yeoh ever done it? Yes, yes, they have. They did Police what? Story together. Really? Yep. Yeah. It, 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 Hong Kong is really small. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They've done a lot of stuff together. Oh, Eric Sang was in Infernal Affairs. Oh, Eric Sang, that guy. Eric Sang. Eric Sang is like, I grew up watching this guy, and he has such a distinctive voice. And face. I mean, he's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's a cuddly little yeah, fellow. Yeah, yeah, But his voice, I mean, like, is like... <laughs> but in, um, in the, the Infernal Affairs, which is the original um, the version the of The Departed, yeah. he played the Jack Nicholson role. Yeah, yeah. The gangster role. He's awesome. Was, he's brilliant. But the thing is, that I, when I grew up watching him, he acted in comedies mainly. Yeah, so, so, so it's I've like, seen a few things where he's like bugging out to the camera and totally overacting. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but that's that's one of the weird things about like um, you know like being sort of abroad when I was living in the states and living in in, uh, in the UK and everything is that people know Chai Yun Fat, they know Jackie Chan, but they know them for very specific films. They don't quite realize the body of work that some of these people have. Like mm-hmm. Andy Lau, he's done an amazing body of work. Jackie yeah. Chung, amazing body of work. I mean, even like uh, Stephen Chow, and even like, I have to like, remind myself to call him Stephen Chow now because I still think of him as Chow Sing Chi. Because when I was a kid, that's what he, yeah. he was known as. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of weird. And Alex Munn, Alex Munn is an old forgotten one. He was known as, he was uh, Man Chi Liang. <laughs> 
Alex Munn did uh, quite a lot of things with Chagunfad as well. Oh, really? He doesn't do that much anymore because apparently he's a real dick. <laughs> How you doing, dude? Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Alex? Last scene doing the Brill Cream commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that answers, hopefully that answers your question, Max. Yeah, hopefully. Okay, you want to kick it off? Yeah, reviews? Yeah. Okay, so I uh, saw a movie called Kill List, and like the last movie I saw, um, Submarine, it does have a, that, that film student thing you were talking about, Wes uh, Anderson earlier. Mm-hmm. The film student thing of using giant titles for sections. But um, this is a movie that is very hard to watch. <laughs> and it's directed by a guy called Ben Wheatley, who also did a movie called Downton Terrace, which is, apparently had a similar kind of tone to it in that it's an, an English couple living in suburbia and you don't know what exactly is going on it looks very kitchen sink and then the story changes and the story changes again and the story changes again um, I don't think I'm giving anything away apparently it's uh, Neil Maskell Mayanna Burring and Harry, uh, Harry Simpson and uh, Michael Smiley Michael Smiley you know Michael Smiley yeah, 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 yeah. tires tires from his face oi 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 lucky people you lucky people <laughs> oh you're terrible like, fucking moon swings but um the three of them are apparently in most of this guy's movies and they are weird little kitchens it, it, it very much is a kitchen sink drama it's all shot handheld there's an awful lot of you're in a scene the scene's dial, audio continues but the scene shows like people who are in that scene doing something else yeah. you know like the couple are playing happily in the kitchen and then it cuts to the, the you still hear the laughter but like the guy is sitting in the shed having a smoke looking angry kind of crap yeah, 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 and there's yeah, a yeah. lot of that and I think that's a big barrier getting into this movie is like this is just fucking EastEnders. It's going to be fucking mims because, like, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of, mo- there's a lot of moments of them playing swords with the kid, intercut with the two of them screaming at each other. And it's like, Christ, what the fuck is this? So when uh, Michael Smiley's gal turned up, he's like, oh, am I? Yeah, he's no non guy. He's a, he comes in, he's sorted out, and uh, it turns out the two guys were uh, ex Paris. They spent a lot of time working for um, private military. What you call them? PMCs, right? Private military companies. Mm-hmm. They did some of that stuff, and now essentially they're hitting. So it's like, okay, I thought this was going to be a miserable drama about a po- couples, you know, dropping into hatred for each other. And it turns out, oh no, they're hitmen. But they're like the hitmen, they might as well be painters and decorators. <laughs> the way they talk about casing the job and all that sort of stuff, it's very, very normal. And there's this whole tone throughout the whole thing of, this is normal life for these guys. Mm-hmm. Now, the key comes in is that they have a kill list. They have three people to get rid of. And they're not nice people. I mean, the, the main guy, uh, Jay, Pippen, does have a kid. And like you see this normal person, but then they go on, they're completely blasé about killing these guys. And they end up doing a bit of research and they happen across a video. And this is where the movie starts changing tone. Mm-hmm. They happen across a video uh, and like uh, Michael Smiley's character looks at it and he's like, you need to see this. And the other guy sees it. And all you see is the light reflected on his face and all you hear is children screaming. Mm. And he goes off. I mean, the ne- again, they do the same thing again where that just scene plays and the next scene is just, they haven't left the warehouse or that, they're just back at the guy's house hitting with a hammer. It just cuts like that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's got this tremendous violence to it. It's like they had a, they were just doing a job, but now it's become something that's totally, you know, the guy is going apeshit on this stuff. And they're getting slightly worried because he's going psycho. Mm-hmm. Totally, unexplainably psycho on these guys. And the other guy is like, I um, don't know what's going on here, mate. I don't want any part of this. The end of this the end of this movie and the point of this movie all this is just set up to get you into this type of movie you're watching mm. you know it's again it kind of it's confusing to stick with it's not something if you're tired or anything you're going to pay with it but in the last third things happen that I can't tell you about because it would ruin the movie you're going to see it but not since Irreversible or Requiem from a Dream has mm. I've seen a movie that has intentionally fucked me up so much 
<laughs> it's not like it's a movie where they did something that's like, oh, I hate snails. Oh, God, the movie's all snails. Um, it's not like that. <laughs> it's like this movie makes a very intentional point about your life is not your own and the loss of control. And, like, you know, throughout this movie, you think one thing is happening, yeah. and at the end, it's kind of, it's not a twist, it's just like, you're in hell now, boy. <laughs> but it's contrasted with the mundanity and very very contrasted exactly and that's the thing that fucks you up and you're like at the end of it, I literally sat here I was watching it here on the telly it wasn't in the cinema yeah. and I sat there looking at the credits I could have turned them off but I, I did, couldn't you know it's one of those movies where they yeah. go like the ending is just I like what <laughs> I just think about this come down slowly yeah. yeah very much so as I said I mentioned Irreversible uh, have you seen, have you seen Irreversible yeah, Gaspar Noe. It's right? a painful experience. <laughs> it's a movie that's about a rape and the consequences of that, but it's shown in reverse. So the first thing you see right. is a guy beating another guy's head in with a fire extinguisher, and the, you know the music in Irreversible is really fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Like it starts off and it's all like, and the whole point of that movie is that by the end you see the reverse, so you see this. The it ends with them being happy, right? And the music's all nice, and you know that was a movie that was literally. We have a movie, a story to tell here, but we're not just going to show you images and play your sound. We're going to inflict this movie on your emotions. So like the first thing off, that noise at the beginning is horrible. And something that happened on screen is horrible. And Kill This follows that with regards to, I think they have like a metal sheet and they just hammer on it, kind of, like that kind of whispery kind of noise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it just builds over sections and comes down and stuff. And it is uncomfortable viewing. Um, when we do this podcast this is something you're not going to say yeah get a few drinks have a nice dinner take your girlfriend and see this movie <laughs> this is one of these movies like no one really needed to see Irreversible but it was, an in, it was the, the fact that they could go that far to make you uncomfortable I mean their intention was make you uncomfortable and I think that's admirable and same with Wreck Room for a Dream mm-hmm. it is worth seeing movies like these yeah. it's just I don't <laughs> expect to make any money yeah. um, no, it, is, it is very hard watching but I would suggest watching it Very, it's very good yeah, no, Requiem for a Dream is one of those movies is like, I've, I've, I've seen it once, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. It's like, I have no desire to see it again. I have seen certain... I mean, we all know that there's the, the, the Jennifer Connelly anal scene, is at the, uh, the, the double, the double uh, dildo scene is at the end, but no one ever watches the whole thing to get that far again. <laughs> Once you see, like, no, I, I, I don't, I might accidentally land on some bit where it's horrible and yeah. someone loses an arm. I've seen, I have seen, like, uh, bits of it since then, like, uh, for various sort of, like, classes and stuff, like, they wanted, like... Showcase a certain piece of filmmaking. They they take a segment from that, but I've never. I have, I've only seen the movie all the way through once. Yeah. Never had any desire to see it again. I mean, yeah, I think it's an amazing film. Yeah. It's a brilliant film, but I've just no desire to see it again. Oh, this is at once. Yeah, and this is the same again. Irreversible. If you sit down and watch Irreversible more than once, something. <laughs> is, yeah. there, is there something wrong if you masturbate to watch? Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I mean, fair dues. It is Monica Bellucci. <laughs> but no, bad Gavin. Back in your box. What? I didn't. Yeah. It wasn't me. But yeah. So if you if you are interested in film and yes. cinema, and it is worth, it's definitely worth seeing. But yeah, don't don't get this in for fun. <laughs> so that's called the kill list. Just kill not, list, not the shopping list. No, no. <laughs> Bucket list. No. Ah, okay. Michael Smiley's great and it shot really cleverly and like I couldn't sleep for at least three hours afterwards oh really yeah someone upstairs made a noise that I mean I've lived here for quite a while yeah. you know all the noises like oh they're having sex oh they're having sex in the dresser oh that's in the kitchen <laughs> um, I think the kid is learning to drum again why is this always tapping every like I me mean, if, it's, if it's if it's work if it's workman working yeah. they're really shit because they're still there four years later <laughs> noise every day but of course the night after I watched Kill List there's a noise upstairs that is unlike any noise you've ever heard ever and I'm just like oh my god was that instant the flat 
I was inside the flat. That was inside the flat. I was definitely inside the flat. If I get up, the bed makes a noise. Oh God! It left me like the movie left me like that because the end of it as well is playing into that. Just like this is a movie that will reaffirm what it's like to be eight years old and lost in the woods. It has that. that, That's the key point for it. Is that you know I'm I'm very comfortable life in KL. You know I can I can wander drunkenly from one end of the street to the other and safe. You know, there's no boogeyman out there. You know, there's no weird, scary forests or anything like that. It's all cool. This movie brings back a boogeyman, but not in a way it's a boogeyman. It's like, it's basically, yes, you think everything's fine, but behind the world, you know, is the real world, and that's a horrible, terrifying world. And I'd just like to emphasize, kill list, K-L. <laughs> but yeah, watch it. It's definitely worth seeing. And do you give stars, or is it too commercial? How many stars out of Yeah, that's too mainstream for us, man. Right. Lamestream media. <laughs> it's it's worth it's worth checking out. Yeah, okay, worth checking. It's champagne. It's champagne. Just you got to be in a very very narrow specific frame of mind to go see this. All right, I'll be. Uh, sorry, no. It's in moving on. Something lighter. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm reviewing the Inbetweeners movie. <laughs> lighter. Oh, Much lighter. Uh, for oh, those of you who uh, are not familiar with uh, the Inbetweeners, the Inbetweeners is a it's a t- it's a British sitcom. Uh, that is absolutely fucking hilarious. Although, I mean, I w- one thing I will say about the Inbetweeners, both the series and the film, is that it's it's filthy. Yeah. So if you have any issues with that, you may not like it. But if you like filth, <laughs> and I love filth, then uh, the Inbetweeners is it's a kick-ass show, and this is a really really fun movie. Yeah. It's a very funny. So the Inbetweeners, I've actually watched an awful lot of it, so, or any of it actually. So it's it's like it's a lot of teenagers, right, in secondary school or something, right? Yeah, yeah. It's um, no, it's older than teenagers. What? The actors are actually older than teenagers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. As as it is usually the case. I mean, the series starts off with this kid, uh, Will McKenzie, played by Simon Bird, whose uh, parents have split up, and he's had to be taken out of private school and put into this uh, uh, comprehensive fucking shithole mm. where he meets uh, Jay, Neil, and Simon, who become his friends in the first episode and. And they they are the uh, they're four the, amigos. They're the four. They're they're the core the core group of friends in the film, and they're just hysterical. I mean, like Will McKenzie is essentially he's the um, he's the prude. He's the, uh, the the voice of reason, and then you got Jay, who is the just everything that comes out of his mouth is to do with pussy, is to do with sex and chicks and fucking blowjobs and cunts and tits and all, everything that anything disgusting that you can think of, he comes up with this shit. Every reference is in some. Some, some, anything that comes out of his mouth is in some way a reference to a, like a shagging or getting a blowjob yeah. so like Charles <laughs> yeah like Charles and Keep then you on. then you have Neil who's just thick <laughs> he's just thick but somehow he's, he's the luckiest one he gets like all sorts of action and then you have Simon who's just a complete fuckhead I mean th- these guys really are they 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 scum the, the scraping of the bottom. Re- no, I mean the, the thing is, is that what what's great about the the series and the movie is that the heart's in the, it, the its heart is in the right place. Uh-huh. So you feel for the characters, but it's uncomfortable because they do such stupid things <laughs> that fuck their shit up, you know. And uh, it's the same in the movie. I mean, the movie, some of the things that like, especially like Simon, because in the film he's getting over a breakup and he's, he's, he he spends all this. They're going holiday, right? It's the, yeah, yeah, it's the age-old yeah. British tradition of. We're making a movie of a TV show. Send them on holiday. Yeah, yeah I mean, on the, on the buses on holiday. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's kind of like Kevin and Perry in that yeah. regard. It's very much the same sort of model, but this one was much funnier. Oh, really? Much yeah. funnier than Kevin Perry? I, I found it. I found it a lot funnier. Wow, that's a that's a that's a that's a bold claim, sir. You're really gonna stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, I, I, 
it's like it's it's not way better or anything like that, but it is very funny. It, yeah. It uh, it stands on its own two feet. But um, if you if you're not familiar with the series, then I highly recommend you see the series first before watching the film because you get to see sort of the, the payoff. I mean, the movie happens after these guys graduate, mm. so the series you get to see them in their school years, and that's really what's a lot of the uh, a lot of the gags are set up from the series anyway. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, even if you're not familiar with the series, you can still watch this movie and still have a good time. But you enjoy it a lot more if that's it, not going to fix it. Stop it. You, you enjoy you enjoy it a lot more if you've seen the series because by then you would have gotten to know the characters. Yeah. Uh, Does this film add anything to the series? Um, not really. I mean, it's like a long episode. Is, is what you're saying? Is like, is, is it? Could they do another movie straight away or another TV show straight away? Um, Hang on. No, I think you kind of. I mean, like they could. I mean, shit, even at Fab's coming back. So if you want to bring something back, you can bring it back. <laughs> that's fucked, yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's one show I really thought was dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so, I mean, I if, they, if they want to resurrect it, they can resurrect it. They can resurrect it. Oh, no, it's good, but it's just, don't. 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 You're gonna, you know, it's going to be, they're, they're, they're shooting Red Dwarf again. It's Stop like, it. really, God, no, guys, you just yes. gonna suck. Did the Vegas episode, did the Monte, Monte, Monte Carlo episode of uh, fucking Only Fools and Horses mean nothing to you? Which one? When they brought it back, (laughs) and it sucked. (laughs) The scenarios in the movie, they kind of like because you kind of get the impression it's real life situation. Yeah, yeah. They go to Ibiza somewhere, isn't it? They go to uh, Malia. What? Malia is what it says here. Malia. Malia. I don't know where that place is. Anyway, um, Somalia. It is. It is very fun. No, it's not Somalia. (laughs) Is it it cringy? Cringy cringy stuff. Some of it. Some of it's a bit cringy because they are, I mean, some of the things they do are just stupid. You know, and they do it one too many times. So it's the point where it's like, you fucking idiot. You know, but (laughs) like, especially with um, the Simon character, like uh, he's getting over this this other girl, but he's spending all the time and on holiday with this other girl, but he keeps talking about the ex. But to the the point where it's too much. To the point where it's like, you can can understand him bringing it up. You got the gag, stop it now. But the fact that he keeps blowing her off that she really? and, that, and that she is con- and that she is continuously sort of like uh, acting interested, mm. uh, and he keeps bringing up the ex girlfriend, being completely oblivious. That's a little hard to believe. So yeah. they lied. The jokes are lied. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's yeah, yeah. but I chew up. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the film very much. It's have you seen all the series? Yes, I have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And which is the one that's a great dancer? There's one. Of them. Uh, Neil. That's Neil. why he gets all the chicks, right? Blake Harrison. Yeah, he's a fucking amazing pet. <laughs> he's like amazing fucking body isolation. It's crazy. But, you know, it's one of those types of dances where it's like... Uh, you know, you're, like, you're wondering if it could translate as well if, he, if it was not to club music. Because <laughs> it's very sort of... <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> cool. All right, so... Moving on to our, the main event, Chinese New Year special. Oh That's right. <laughs> No, thank you very much. You're supposed to wait till we're out, but never mind. <laughs> okay. Um, We've been a fabulous audience. Yes. So talking about our favorite Chinese movies, um, I'll, I, t- I guess we'll just go one at a time. Well, yeah, we'll go through a few. I mean, we do have... I did throw it out there on the internet. You could have thrown it to your fucking followers. <laughs> but you could just cut and paste. Cut and fucking paste. But uh, I did, I did uh, shout out to some people online. Uh, a guy called Kamano. 
uh, Carol M. Bahar, director of um, Relationship Status. Relationship Status. He recommend, and we'll go, we, I just throw out these lists and we can talk about them separately later. Yeah. But he mentioned things like A Better Tomorrow 1 and 2, Drunken Express, Drunken Master 2, not Drunken Master 1, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fists of Fury, Gen X Cops. I remember seeing something about Gen X Cops, but not seeing it. Yeah, it's it's, it's fun. So and Hero, have you heard of Hero? Yes, I know oh, Hero. Yeah, right, yeah, I know you guys, yeah. yeah. Um, we also had from Davina, who said, uh, In the Mood for Love, which is again, The Mood for Love is um, Wakawa, right? Hmm? Yes. Yeah. So yes. We'll, we'll talk about him a bit. It man, I forgot about it man. Yes. No, I didn't forget about it man. That's on my list. Once upon a time in China, I've never actually seen that. Have you? One, I yes, I have. I have. Yeah. Once no, that's amazing. That's amazing. No, once upon a time in China. No, no, no I love that movie. Thing, no? I don't know. God. I haven't seen it. No. Gen X cops. Yeah. Obviously, straight translation, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Davina also asked another question, which was. Um, She's got a Mongolian death worm because I said, you know, send us some questions. And she said, I've got a Mongolian death worm in my house. What do I do? Uh, give it tea. Give it tea. It likes tea. It likes tea. Not green tea, though, because, you know, like... Uh, Gives it gas. Yeah, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't react well to the green tea. Uh-huh. So you got to give it tea and uh, you got to wrap the tea bag in bacon. And just... Uh, Your advice is wrap everything in bacon and set it on fire. Yeah, just like, just wrap it in bacon, set it on fire. And then throw it at it while screaming out the words... Take me. <laughs> I mean, that's that's textbook it's getting rid of it. Nothing real. Uh, yeah, that's it. Well, I mean, truth truth be told, truth be told, Davina, I don't know what you would do yeah. if if you had if you had that shit. Quite frankly, I think you're lying. <laughs> I don't think it's really there. I think you're making this shit up just to put us in the spot, Jeez. and it worked. <laughs> Look, stop. We, we, we ask for questions. Don't discourage people from asking questions. I'm don't, not discouraging people. Don't intimidate it. I'm not. I'm not no, they, people love this shit. <laughs> so if you want to get in contact, you can email us at McGappenFries, a podcast at McGappenFries.com. That's right, we forgot. Yeah, yeah podcast at McGappenFries.com. Thank you very much. So yeah, I mean, is any of those on your list? Uh, yes, yes. Um, Chunking Express was on my list. I have uh, a bit of Fist of Fury is on my list. Yeah. Chunking yeah. Express is like three, three movies, three stories, right? Yeah. And there is a takeaway, right? With yes. wontons. Yeah. Yes. Um, once uh, Ip Man is on my list. Once Upon a Time in China is in my list. Oh, um, love list. In the mood. Yeah, I got quite a few. I mean, like, uh, I got, I mean, you got to have some John Woo in there. So yeah. I have uh, The Killer tied with Hard Boiled. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, I love Hard Boiled. I, I, I remember just walking into student houses and you just see the, gu- the guy holding the gun, the baby, and the, the shotgun. Yeah. It's on just, every wall and every student house. All yeah. Those. It's like, I, it's such an awesome image. Yeah. But. I mean, like, I, I've always had a soft spot in my heart for The Killer. I mean, I remember the first time I saw that movie, it just floored me. I, I was my first time watching an action film that had that level of emotion. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, where there was this genuine sort of, like... It was a film with action rather than an action film. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I know that um, A Better Tomorrow gets a lot of love, and, um, you know, and deservedly so, but it never connected with me the same way... That um, you know, the killer, the killer did, and uh, and the way that Harbold uh, connected with me. Better tomorrow. It's it's like I I didn't I didn't mind watching it, but I, I wasn't really in a wasn't really in a hurry to see it again. Um, I have to fess up here and say I haven't actually seen the killer or a better tomorrow because I, I, I was like, oh, there's two of them. Oh, God, if I watch the first, I'm gonna have to watch the second one. And a better tomorrow too just sounds like a terrible name for a movie. <laughs> it's like. No, but, you, no, but Hong, Kong, Hong Kong cinema just made sequels. Yes, they didn't all give the time. A fuck. I know, I know. I they didn't know. give a fuck. Everything like, goes on two, three, four. I remember this one company series, this uh, feature film company series called Aces Go Places, <laughs> which went on to like number seven or eight or something ridiculous <laughs> like that. 
Uh, there's this other like a series of films called It's a Mad Mad World. It's ma- um, right. with uh, Bill Tung and Lydia Sum that went on for like three or four, five, six fucking that movies. Sounds familiar, actually. It's about a Chinese family that's always trying to like get rich and they win the fucking lottery, and, and, and it's like it's 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 basically the Hong Kong feature film version of Only Fools and Horses. All right, <laughs> <laughs> and it's fucking hysterical. I'd watch that. Uh, Bill Tung is one of my favorite old school uh, Hong Kong actors. He was um, he was in he was uh, in Police Story. He was in uh, Rumble in the Bronx. Uh, he's in another. He's in. Um, he's the lead in another one of the movies on my list, which is Bless This House, oh, okay. which is my favorite uh, haunted house movie. Bless This House. I've heard of that. That 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 movie came out. I think it was like uh, late '80s or early '90s. It's quite a quite an old movie, but it's about um, it's about a Chinese family. Um, Bill Tung's the dad. Um, and Loletta Lee was the daughter. I, had, I used to have a massive crush on Loletta Lee. How much older than you is she? Hmm? How much older than you is she? <laughs> um, well, I had a crush on her when I was about eight or nine, and she was like sixteen, seventeen. So, mm-hmm. she, you know, she'd, be, good, she'd, 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 be, that's, she'd that's, be just the right that's age. The lower end of your uh, normal <laughs> She'd be range. just the right age. She'll be like in her sexual prime right now. Yeah. Like the legs akimbo, <laughs> gagging for it. <laughs> Uh, um, but yeah, bless this house. It's about this uh, family that move into this um, move into this new house, and uh, the house is uh, haunted by the spirit of the, the uh, this guy, the, the family that lived there before that. The father killed the entire family, murdered the entire family because he was a frustrated um, performer. He was a frustrated um, uh, Chinese opera performer, and um, his career was going nowhere. What have you? So in and depression and problems, whatever, and he butchered his whole family and uh, the, the spirit the spirit of, of this guy just like still haunts the house the whole family just still haunts the house <laughs> and it's just it's an awesome fucking movie it scared the shit out of me when I was a kid um, sounds so yeah, yeah it's uh, then what else like Iron Monkey Iron Monkey is also on my list Ooh. Iron Monkey yeah it's a Donnie Yen movie uh, Donnie Yen oh. same guy who played Ip Man I only, uh, saw, I only came across this stuff as Ip Man because again I wasn't it was no longer cool to watch Chinese movies because everyone watches Chinese movies here as opposed to <laughs> being an art house attending yeah. dickhead back home. Um, Iron Monkey's a pretty old movie. I think this movie came out in the 90s. Yeah. Um, and uh, Donnie Yen plays this doctor who uh, at night dresses up as this super fucking ninja <laughs> who goes and kicks motherfucking ass. <laughs> nice. But it's just funny. I mean, what I love about Hong Kong cinema is that Hong Kong, uh, Hong Kong cinema is always very... They're not afraid to mix, mix up the genres. No. And they mix it up like with com- with such conviction that like, like Iron Monkey, it's a serious martial arts movie, but with moments of such broad comedy yeah. that it's just you know when you don't find that in sort of Western cinema because they tend to be pretty streamlined with the with the genres. Yeah, like any any genre that Stephen Chow's entire old viewer. I mean, look at Shaolin's Shaolin soccer. Fair enough, it's comedy. It's like they're football players, but they're Shaolin ninjas. I mean, that yeah. worked. But Kung Fu Hustle is all over the place. Yeah, yeah, it's all over the fucking place. I mean, it's a crime drama with a little bit of dancing with um, like really crazy stereotypical landlord landlady and then amazing ninja stuff. And you're like, what? <laughs> you know, it's like fucking. Clint Eastwood directing fucking Keanu Reeves and remake of Hong Kong Philly or something you know what I mean it's like it's that kind of mixture like you'll never see you know what I mean I'd love to see that I would love to see that <laughs> you know what I mean it's like, it's like pick three random things from Hollywood and, and, you know, and just throw them together and see what you get and in Hong Kong you get that all the time yeah no that's, that's absolutely true I mean that goes back to that movie I was talking about earlier like God of Gamblers where you have one half of the film where it's like a serious sort of like mafia sort of like gambling movie 
And then the second half of the film, the guy reverts back to childhood and it's a fucking comedy. Sounds like yeah. Oscar. Oh, was Oscar was the one with the... What's the one? the one where he got a conscience or something? Or regarding, it wasn't regarding Henry, it was a TV show. But it's those... You know, that sounds like the movie that the, act, the, the action actors do in Hollywood when they want to try and broaden their appeal. Yeah, yeah. It's Jingle All the Way. Yeah. Jingle All the Way. I am a man. But this is a, an actual movie that actually worked, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it amazing. You know, it's like, I mean, you oh, got, I'm going to play a hitman. You can try yeah. and find the second half of the movie just like rolling around the grass going, <laughs> It's fucking crazy. It's like, just imagine like John Wayne, like yeah. the equivalent. Yeah. It's like that, you know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and also another one on my list is uh, Fight Back to School. I've never heard of that. Fight Back to School is a very, very early Stephen Chow movie. Uh, Chow, during when he was still Chow Sing Chi, and uh, he's he's uh, a, a police officer who's uh, on the verge of getting kicked out, but he gets given one last chance, and he goes undercover in a school in Hong Kong to try and find like his commissioner's gun or something weird like that. <laughs> it's ridiculous, and it's a very fun film. There have been so many actually. I mean, like I remember like this other movie called Kung Fu Kids. I I've, been, I've been trying to find it. I can't find it. But it was like uh, a Hong Kong film with these like four kids, and just no, they, like they just know martial arts and just beat the was shit that out of them. It wasn't three ninja kids you're thinking of, right? No, no, it was four. I distinctly remember like one image of this, like the fat one. Like there's always one fat one, and he's beating the shit out of someone with a sausage. And then after he's done, after after he's done with it, he eats the sausage. <laughs> Are you sure that's not three ninja kids? Yes, I'm, I, it's not three ninjas kick back. All right, <laughs> it's okay. not the same. Okay, movie. okay. But uh, I think one of your Victor list, Wong is nowhere in sight. One of your list that's very much of mine is Infernal Affairs and Infernal Affairs Two, and I think Infernal Affairs Three. <laughs> Um, Infernal Affairs but um, Infernal Affairs again Andy, back to Andy Lau and the guy opposite him I can't remember his name you know the guy who plays that like, so uh, Infernal Affairs for those who don't know is the original version of, of The, the Departed. Departed and uh, Andy Lau plays the Matt Damon character mm-hmm. yep and this other guy plays the other character <laughs> but essentially, you know, cop goes underground. Tony Leon. The cover with T- Tony Leon. Tony Leon. Yeah. What? Why do you always forget him? You can never remember Tony Leon. I don't know what it is. But uh, <laughs> actually, no, because I think I watched the shitload of his movies now. It's actually all coming back to me. But essentially, you know, the, the, a, a gangster goes undercover with the cops. Cop goes undercover with the gangsters, and the two of them have to work through their stuff. And um, it's just it's amazing I mean I hadn't even been to Hong Kong at that point when I went back I was like oh I know that place is where I need to go and that's where that happened that's where that happened but it's it's just so good this, the, 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 you know, the, the, it's infernal affairs is the whole point of it is that these guys are in hell all they want to do is get out of being undercover and go yeah. back to being what they truly are and not what both of them are pretending and both of them hate it and it's just all these twists and it's like well, it gonna, you know someone's about to get uh, rumbled and they don't get rumbled and you know it's again there's conspiracies and bombs going off and, mm-hmm. and Neil Adams is like smirking and oh he's so evil only smirks yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just and again you have the, the, Hong Kong is a fantastic skyline so of course they have a meeting on top of a rooftop of course with the amazingness in the background and stuff like that and it just looks really well works really well and even in subtitles I, I just fell in love with the movie another film that uh, like uh, for people like for sort of like the you know, younger people who may not be that familiar with some of the old Hong Kong cinema, you should check out the old Jackie Chan movies. There's a reason why he is the legend that he is. You know, oh it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to forget that now, considering some of the stuff that he's been doing recently has been largely forgettable. Even his Hong Kong uh, efforts haven't been that great. Mm. But you know, you should really take the trouble to check out like Police Story and Armor of God. And you know, like Drunken Master, Drunken Master Two. I mean, there's some amazing fucking movies that he used to do. Uh, and I mean, I just love the Drunken Master movies. That that whole 
when you know, when you when you when you carry out that whole like martial arts sequence while drinking liquor at the same time, you know, it's like drink, 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 you know, and that old guy who played his master, who played his teacher, I can't remember the fucker's name, but he was funny as fuck. <laughs> there were so many, there were so many of these movies that were just so much fun. There's, you know, I mean, in the same way, like the the, the way that we talk about um, Hollywood getting all. Um, you know, kind of like cynical and everything in a strange way. I mean, that's happened to Asian cinema as well. Mm-hmm. They don't have that same irreverent, irreverence that they used to. Like, if you go back and watch some of the old movies, they they feel dangerous. You know, you could you could feel the risk that people like, you know, like because uh, it doesn't work the same way uh, that it does in Hollywood. You don't necessarily use body doubles for everything. I mean, like the China, in Hong Kong cinema, everyone does their own fucking shit. Yeah. You know, safety is not as uh... <laughs> yeah existence. It's non-existent. And uh, and and um, if you want to see that uh, that famous accident that uh, Jackie Chan had, where he uh, was nearly paralyzed, uh, what, that he did doing the stunt from Armor of God, just watch Armor of God. That accident is in the end credits. Oh, they always use his stuff in the end credits. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah. this is where I fucked myself over. For yeah, like I mean, like you know, like in the Rush Hour movies and the end credits, yeah. you see the stunts that went wrong. Yeah, yeah. They did the same thing in his Hong Kong films, but in his Hong Kong films, you really see how fucking dangerous these things are. Yeah. And in Armor of God, he ne- he was nearly paralyzed. He was yeah. seriously injured, and they have that in the end credits. You see the accident. You see him being taken off the hospital. Oh. All that shit. It's crazy. I mean, I remember like uh, that was one of the. Um, first uh, Jackie Chan movies I saw on the big screen yeah. and uh, I remember being sort of like a little tripped out when I saw that shit at the end it's like what? Yeah. what? is he alright? <laughs> <laughs> it's not just an act kids yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah I mean he's he's done a lot of good oh, stuff he's a legend yeah Island of Fire that's a good one as well yeah yeah and this is what I mean like this is another example of like all of these amazing actors working together Island of Fire was had Jackie Chan, Andy Lau, Sammo Hung, Tony oh. Leung, uh, Marshall Law. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> 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 you know what I mean. Remember, so, remember Marshall Law? <laughs> Sammo Hung. Oh God. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. and also Island of Fire was the film that uh, influenced uh, Tarantino uh, for Reservoir Dogs. Oh really? Yep. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Armor of God, nineteen eighty-seven. That's where he drew a lot of his influences from, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it just me, or did um, Hero piss you off? Yeah, Hero pissed me off. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I mean, like it was an amazing trailer. Yeah, it was a beautiful. trailer It's just like, oh my god, look, they're they're fighting in cherry blossoms, and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. There's like people firing shit tons of arrows, and Jet Li's looking badass, and there's all this amazing it's stuff. And then you watch the end of it, it's like, oh, they told it in the other order, and it, now everyone dies. Yeah. Shit. It's just like, yeah, moments of it amazing. And there's, who's the guy? Who's the Christopher? It's not Christopher something, is it? The, the, the director of photography on that? He's been, in, he's an insanely insane director of photography. Um, he's got like an Irish name. No? Uh, no, no. Christopher. Something other. I know the guy you mean, but yeah. uh, it's, it's he just he just keeps turning up as a cinematographer on these Asian movies. Yeah. It's like it's re- it's really weird to see his name, but everything he shoots is sumptuous. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like you know, there's every petal is in frame perfectly, mm-hmm. and it's blowing around, and it's all amazing and stuff. But yeah, here was a big letdown for me. That really Yang Zimu's. Uh, I think I've seen some of his other stuff. No, I mean I just like. Yeah, I just found it very pretentious. Yeah, you know, I just uh, didn't see the didn't see the fucking point. Yeah, although um, I was flying daggers. I did like that one more. Yeah, that was okay. Because I, I mean, I mean, 
Yeah, yes, I mean, yes, yeah. it was. It was. The Scratching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I mean, it was okay, but I didn't really. I mean, at that point, it was like you know, it was it was kind of hyped up as this is Asian cinema coming to the West. Like I've seen shit better than this before. Uh, Christopher Doyle. Christopher Doyle. That's Christopher it. Christopher Doyle is his name. You see the end of the credits, all these Chinese characters, and then Christopher Doyle. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, did you see Curse of the Golden Flower? Uh, no, I didn't see that. Don't see it, shit. Yeah, it, oh, didn't, it, it, it didn't look that interesting. No. But Shane Fagan, though. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I won't go and see anything just because he's in it. Mm. Like, he did that other film recently called Shanghai, and I didn't see that. Mm. Uh, I haven't been too fond. But although I hear that, um, I hear that um, Let the Bullets Fly is good. No, I heard but, that. Like, that's the last thing that he did, Let the Bullets Fly. I hear that's pretty good. Mm. Uh, so I might check that out. Uh, I mean, I actually haven't seen that many Chinese movies recently. Mm. You know, like I've watched like Asian films, I've seen Japanese films and Korean films. But it's I just, your film. I just, yeah, I just haven't haven't met. Really, uh, the last um, Chinese movie I saw was Ip Man. Yeah, I think it was mine too. Yeah, you, uh, see it, you didn't see Ip Man too. No, I didn't see Ip Man. Uh, I didn't. Uh, and, and I suppose, like, I should mention Farewell, My Concubine. That is a really good film. And Raise the Red Lantern. I mean, th- these are both saying Yang Zimu as well, right? Hmm? They're both saying you remember that. Yeah. Why does it keep going to the Beijing ceremony? And because I got onto this online TV because the road home. Have you ever seen that with uh, Zhang Ziyi? No, I haven't seen that. It's supposed to be good. I saw that, and it's again, it's a, it's very different from the martial arts chopsaki type. It's basically uh, a guy goes home and is, is um, his first father's funeral, and it cuts back to when his mother was a young maid in China, and it's like literally they are as poor as dirt. And uh, just how she kind of hooks up with the local school teacher. And there's a lot of just funny moments in it. It's a really nice, it's a fucking nice movie. Mm-hmm. Just nice. Um, so I highly recommend that. Okay. And uh, again, that was that's a, quite a while ago because again, yeah, I, I stopped. You know, once you couldn't rent Asian movies and look intelligent in bookstores, I just you know stopped going to the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think actually, I think Girls of the Golden Flower was the last actual Chinese movie I saw in the cinema. Mm-hmm. Oh no, Ip Man. Ip Man. Mm-hmm. Ip Man was after that. Have you seen a trailer for Detective D? Uh, no, I have not. Because Tony Leung is in that as uh-huh. well, apparently. Uh-huh. And, you know, I thought it was something to do with Detective John D. I didn't realize it was an Asian movie. Oh, this is a different Tony Leung. Is it? Yeah, there's two Tony Leungs. What? Uh, Tony Leung Kafai? It's not him? No, no. Tony Leung is uh, the, the one the one that we were talking about earlier. Is the guy from Infernal Affairs who's also in the Wong Kar Wai movies. Yeah. The guy that you're looking at now is Tony Leung from that movie, The Lover. Uh, he's He's sort of like... The more kind of like he looks like a model. Oh, not not as good of not as good as an actor. But Actually, we forgot to mention <laughs> in the mood for love. Um, twenty forty six. Twenty forty six is a Chunk- mishmash a mess. It's, that's basically Chunking Express. Chunking Express again. I want to you don't like my blueberry nights. I'm <laughs> uh, having a flashback. Um, yeah, what was the blue? Yeah, the, the, the whole thing was what it was a it was a fast food place, right? And people would just turn up. Yeah, and yeah. it was a couple of cops and stuff like that. Yeah, but it was just it was fantastically shot. It was all Hong Kong as well. It was. Chucky Express was great. In the Mood for Love was pretty good as well. 2046, I didn't you know. Have you seen Lust Caution? Uh, no, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. But that's Taiwanese. Is that still... That's a Taiwanese movie, isn't it? It kind of has a similar vibe to In the Mood for Love, though. Okay. Well, if we're talking Taiwanese, then I like Eat, eat Drink, Man, Woman. Hmm? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I like that movie. It's a oh. good movie. Uh, but this Detective D thing, apparently, is... Um, it looks sumptuous. It's like... It's like the Chinese Avengers. It's like there's a, the Empress is going to get, get killed by some people, someone who keeps burning people from the inside out, and they have to use Detective D. And 
there's insane martial arts people fighting with like, like kicking ropes up in the corner flying through the air catching the rope tight around someone's head flipping up a rope a wall the guy just like casually throwing her off and she's putting the rope around his neck and so on it's just it's balletic it looks like they're, and it's a lot of CG as well and it just looks like I did not get this from the title Detective D I thought it was it's like I think the, the trailer has New York Times like Sherlock Holmes like an Asian Sherlock Holmes movie like the the, the, the on speed yeah. but on actually that's what I said yeah but on speed that's exactly what they said yeah. so before it's that even though that's the wrong it's the wrong Tony now um, <laughs> what else do you yeah. got any well, other uh, that's my list so yeah that's my list it's a pretty long list sit back as we can count your own bow uh, I mean like uh, in regards to the Chinese New Year movies that are coming out I, I mean, I've never found those particularly interesting. Um, I used to, I've seen a couple like years ago, and I didn't really like them. Like what? You know, the, I, I can't remember the titles, but it's the, the you know every Chinese New Year you get these kinds of movies. It's like Happy New Year 2011 or yeah, something. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like is I Love Hong Kong Four or something like that? Something like that. It's like you'll get these Chinese New Year movies where you get like all, they, they line up a bunch of like famous people, and they're all there for like a, you guess a reunion dinner or something, and uh, it's. Should be crazy, yo. Yes, just <laughs> shit happens. So I've never been, I've never been too fond of stuff like that. I mean, like to me, the best kind of cinema these guys do has always been action. Yeah. Uh, oh, the one I forgot to mention as well under any that flick, World Without Thieves. You seen that? What? World Without Thieves. No, I haven't seen it. Because uh, when you mentioned God of Gambers, I got confused because I thought it was God of Thieves. Something. But it's like basically two con artists get on a train and they're trying to they're, they're there for a con, but they see this kid who's going to like Beijing and country kid, and he's got his family's money to get him to do something to buy something, and they try scamming him out of it. They're trying to figure out what they should scam him out of it, and they have a, a scam off with these other scammers, and it's all on this train, and it's it's really clever. And there's a lot of like almost kung fu stuff. Does sound familiar? Does it? Is there? Yeah. There's a lot of kung fu stuff where it's basically, you know, like, you know the guy leans over and talks to the kid because the kid looks like a stupid fanboy. Right. And he's, he's kind of talking to him. And the mean, you know, meanwhile, he's using his grifter hands to get the package away from the kid. And then she's like smacking his hand, grabbing the package, right. and switching it back into the place. And then they got to deal with these other people. And then there's a great twist in the end. It's, just, it's a really good comedy thriller kind of thing, but like more played for comedy. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's an American, something like that. Yeah. I think it's a, a country boy getting demobbed from the army, going back with his all his back pain, all the rest of it, back home, bumps into these two grifters on the train, and they, 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 they say, yeah, it sounds, sounds very familiar. Weird. I mean, it's kind of a, a reverse Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. <laughs> More people. Like it's, 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 you know, they were trying to scam that woman in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, but in this, they're scamming the guy. And, Cool. Well, Hong Kong cinema is an inspiration for a lot of things. Yeah. And that about wraps it up on my part. Well, that will bring an end to my part as well. All right. As usual. We and shall... there concludes our Chinese New Year special. As Bruce Lee watches over us all. There you go. Why doesn't God bless take... him, everyone. Um, Why doesn't someone take a 45 and boom, settle it? As usual, we finish off with our Malaysian and US box office top 10. In Malaysia, at number 10, Jack and Jill. Malaysia's finally got some fucking sense. Keep it out of the top nine. Number nine. <laughs> number nine, turning point. Laughing Gore Returns. Local movie? I don't know. <laughs> number eight, Vatai. Number seven, Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows. Getting good reviews. I want to see this. Yeah, me too. Number six, Contraband. Uh, I saw a comment on Twitter this morning that says, I want to see a remake of Titanic where uh, the, the ship hits a, a Wahlberg. 
<laughs> number five, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. At number four, The Darkest Arrow, which seems to be a worldwide release for a movie that no one likes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's unusual that no focus has it's like, don't, don't, don't buy enough print for the whole world. Just get you region by region. Number three, the number three, Karamat. Number two, The Great Magician. Number one, Nanban. So would those be three of the Chinese movies that are out for this? Nanban doesn't no, say Chinese. No, none of them. What happened to Pushing Books? Where's relationship status? <laughs> <laughs> didn't even... <laughs> didn't, didn't even charge. Didn't even charge. It's at number 11. It's, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, Don't lie to me. Yeah. You didn't go for points, did you? No. <laughs> uh, well, you, you know... You Maggie it, Me and Beer it, Pines it, it'll, 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 it'll be like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre extravaganza. You know, it's like what we found out is that we actually owned a point of a film from someone who owned a point of a film. So, you know, <laughs> so that you don't really own shit. Yeah. Uh, US box office number 10, uh, The Iron Lady. This is getting some weird feedback because apparently... Basically, everyone says that the movie sucks, but she's great. Yeah. 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 It's basically, they set it up so that she's enfeebled at the beginning of the movie and flashing back. And it's like, I have heard you know, a few English viewers saying, well, you're skipping out... God bless you. Uh, skipping out on a lot of... Like, by cutting out the politics, yes, maybe you're including an audience that you might not be able to include otherwise, but you're also cutting out the reason for why she was such a bitch. Yeah. And uh, number nine, Warhorse. Number eight, Elvin and the Chipmunks Chipwrecked. There's a website called shizit.co.uk and they have the best review of War Horse and the guy's like, I don't get it. It's a horse. Fuck it. It's like, they're like, they're like sexy cows. Uh, what? Oh, does, uh, does Meryl Streep have the lead role in that as well? Mm. Yeah. She is. Meryl she Streep is, is Joey the War Horse. <laughs> She'll soon be playing. She's in the bio. She's soon. Uh, she's playing Rin Tin Tin as well. She's next taking on the lead role in the biopic of the wrestler Coco Beware. <laughs> <laughs> Number I'm seven. Chipmunks, chipmunks. We should go to eight because David Cross came out to say it was the worst experience you've had in your entire life. <laughs> He's like, I signed up for three movies. I didn't think it'd be three movies. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also me saying it's like. For the love of God, fire me. I don't want to do another one of these movies. Uh, number seven, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yes. Number six, The Devil Inside. I've heard this is annoying. Yeah. Number five, Sherlock Holmes, Game of Thrones, Game of Shadows. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, number four, Joyful Noise. That's a choir movie, right? Yep, with Dolly Parton and Queen Latifah, also Ooh, known wow. as Movie You Must Not See. Movie box office poison. <laughs> number three, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. As liked, uh, liked by Gavin. 25 million to go before it surpasses Mission Impossible 2 to become the highest grossing in the series. Uh, number two, Beauty and the Beast. There it's you a 3D go. Version, right? 25 million free dollars for Disney. But, no, they had to convert it to 3D. I think they had done that before. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you gotta say the teapot in 3D. Yeah, man. I saw The Lion King in 3D. Did you? Yeah, in, uh, when I was in LA, I saw The Lion King in 3D. How was it? Um, started good, and then it was The Lion King. Number one, contraband. What? Number one was contraband. Okay, that, that, that's two top tens you've read out, and Puss in Boots isn't in any of them. No. Why not? It's been out a while. Yeah, because this. Well, it still should be up there. Because this you know is the last year. You know, guitar in, in um, Doha and guitar. The, the, it's not called Puss in Boots. It's called Cat in Boots. I have no idea why. Sexual references could be mm. a little push, push in the bush. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. 
I'm saying I mean I don't know because one of the things is that sometimes we get things day and day with the US sometimes the UK and sometimes we don't get them at all such as Drive you know the you know movie Drive with Ryan Gosling mm-hmm. that just didn't come the fuck out here neither did Scott Pilgrim versus <laughs> the world it's just like oh we're going to be out on the 28th of November 28th of November comes and goes they're still showing the trailer in the fucking cinemas right it's like and uh, where's the film um so for some things, you know, Puzzle Boots was quite a while ago. Yeah, it was. I, I, I only saw it what about three, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. In the cinema. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's because England gets everything back. late. Yeah, Scotland's even later. That's because um, <laughs> that's because uh, yeah, the film studios hate the Scot- Scottish. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> on that thanks, note, thanks for playing. We'll see you again next time on Yeah, Thank you very much. <laughs>